Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real, with Ray Zander, your guide, coach, and best gal pal. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Everyday Attraction. My name is Ray, and I'll be your host for the hour, and this is an exciting time. This is an opportunity for us to come more fully into the remembering of who we are. This week's show is called just don't freak out, which is a highly metaphysical term. Maybe some of you have seen it in the Bible. Um, it is actually something that we've taken from our wonderful teachers, Abraham, that that really is about standing in the midst of what I call a big, fat, unwanted manifestation and not freaking out. And I'll tell you why. We don't need to freak out. That's what our show is about today. So if you've got a lot of fun stuff going on, a lot of contrast, a lot of tumultuousness, if you've got some people sending you emails with very emotional language, ooh, this is the show for you. <laughs> You're going to love today's show. And to help me uh, traverse and travel and journey through this wonderful information, I have my favorite co-host on the planet, Janice Campbell, with me. Hi, Janice. Hi. Well, I got to tell you, I so enjoy our shows and we're beginning more and more emails and feedback from people who are uh, enjoying our conversation and really feeling a part of it. So I just want to say hello to all the listeners on Unity Online Radio, on Stitcher on live365.com and also on alignradio.com. We do feel you. We feel a part of you. We feel like this is a conversation that you're involved with us. And we encourage you to email us um, if you've got comments or thoughts or questions. We we just love the interaction that we're hearing from you all. Um, the email address is everydayattraction at gmail.com. So this week, just don't freak out. Woo! Can you do it? <laughs> Have you been freaking out? <laughs> I I was so um, excited about this track that I heard recently from, I believe it was a sh- the recent Chicago workshop from Abraham, abraham-hicks.com. Go there. Get all your wonderful workshop recordings. Um, where they were talking specifically about standing in the midst of contrast and finding your alignment. Not ignoring the contrast. Because I think in earlier versions of the law of attraction, it was this idea of run from the unwanted. You know what I mean? Don't talk about it. Don't look at it. Don't, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And now they're saying you can, if you understand clearly what is going on, you can actually stand in the midst of contrast and feel secure, feel aligned, feel knowing. And they talk about Jesus and that Jesus, it wasn't that Jesus didn't see the diseases of those that he healed. 
And you know what? That was a big aha moment for me because I thought he just didn't see the leprosy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I thought he just didn't seem the lameness. I thought um, he just couldn't see them for the reality that they were experiencing. But what Abraham was saying is that he did behold the disease, but he didn't freak out because he knew that there was the larger wellness that was holding them. He knew that this was a journey on the way to something. Mm-hmm. And in that knowing and in that holding, I can just feel that energy that when we can behold each other, when situations happen and somebody is saying, it's going to be okay. Yes. This is on its way to something. Yes. But it really is that bigger context. It reminds me of sometimes when I see snapshots when the kids were little and it will bring back memories like, oh, I remember I was worried about that at that time. <laughs> Yes. And then you look at it in a bigger context and it's like, wow, that's so interesting. I remember how much energy it took away from me at that time. Yes. And yet it resolved itself. Like you say, it was on the way to something else. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Right. And there's expansion in the midst here. There's expansion and you came here for expansion. And it kind of has to happen. Like we don't want to just sit there and not move. I mean, we're alive. We're in life. There's going to be contrast. That's exactly it. And, you know, they were saying that exact thing on this track. They were saying, you know, if we told you right now that you could not leave this ballroom in this workshop, that you were going to have to spend the rest of your life in this room, that would not be workable for you. You know, you want to have other, even though this is a nice space, it's got carpet and nice lighting. And, you know, what I mean, it's not like you're being tortured, but the idea of not being able to get out there and mix it up would not be, um, would not be what your inner being has in mind for you. Now, this is, again, this relationship that we've been talking about over the last couple of weeks is blending with our inner being, this giving more credence and more attention to our inner being and the conversation there than the outside world, which is powerful. Yes. Because then you're getting a whole different perspective on how to view anything. Now, of course, I'm not Jesus at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still a little lower. Oh, it's in there. He's in there. (laughs) Because I got some emails this week that let me tell you, not Jesus at the moment. (laughs) Working on that. No, but it's in there. We see it. (laughs) The good news is I do come to my Jesus head a bit quicker than I used to. So there, yay for me. Mm -hmm. So, you know, maybe I will respond, react, get triggered. That's another word that I learned from Reverend Patricia Keel in the oneness program is that there's these triggers and a lot of them are, they're based on old belief systems that are running around our consciousness. Um, We're maybe not paying much attention to them and then something happens and they get triggered, you know? Yes, but that's a good thing. It's a good thing. Yeah, because how else do we know what's going on in there? How else do we know that what needs to be brought up for a healing, if you will? (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I I really love this idea of being fully engaged in the reality of my life without becoming um, emotionally off the cliff on it. And, And here's why this is interesting, because when we go into the negative, deep, dark negative emotions like fear, dread, worry, what we've done is we've actually completely abandoned the connection and the, well, the the eyes of source in that moment. The only reason we're feeling negative emotion at all is because source does not see it from the perspective to which we are choosing to see it. And we have the freedom. We have that freedom of choice. Mm-hmm. We can choose how to see anything. So, but, you I, know, it's it's we have that freedom of choice, but it's interesting how a lot of times we don't remember that we have that freedom of choice. And that's why sometimes when we do get you know, 
get triggered in a way. It's like a wake up call. Yeah. It's like, wow, where did I just go? Hallelujah. It's so true. I think so much of this is waking up and remembering that we're choosing to feel how we feel about everything. It is not choosing us. Mm-hmm. We are choosing. And I think sometimes we just sort of say, well, that's how I felt. No. Right. That's how you chose to feel. You know, uh, recently someone had used language around me like abandonment. I feel abandoned. And they were directing it toward me as if it was something I was doing. And I just, I got so clearly that no one can abandon you but you. Yes. Yeah. You know, I'm going back. Sorry, I just got um, the whole thing about choosing how we feel. That's such a different context because it's like, Usually it's like, tell me how you feel. Oh, well, I feel. Like we declare it like it has us. I think that's really interesting. Oh, I like that. Let's start a movement around that. <laughs> I like that, that idea about, well, how are you choosing to feel? Yes, it's, it's very different. I mean, it's just like, <laughs> it feels like it gets thrown back in our face. Huh? <laughs> what? No, I'm, I'm telling you feel? how I feel. Like, you're like it's not, but, but when you think about it, it really is accentuating what you're saying, the separation Yes. Because we're talking about it like it's not us. Like it's not us. Yes. Like it's not something that I am donning as my perspective. Yeah, it really is tough sometimes to wake up to the idea that it's not a black and white world. There isn't one way to see something. There isn't one way to understand it. That there is this flow of energy that is having its way with us. And sometimes I think the part of our spiritual maturity is to claim the emotion. Okay, I'm angry about what you said. Right. I'm claiming the emotion, but I'm going to use the energy of that emotion to say, but I am not beholden to this situation. I am only beholden to my relationship with source. Yes. But you know, back when you're saying it's not a black and white world, I think it's fascinating also of how much we get to direct and design the world that we live in. Like you say, we get to choose how we feel. But also, like the other day, I started getting a cold earlier in the week, and and I got this inspiration. It's like, wow, because I was reading. It's like I'm just going to take a hot tub every day, you know. This is yeah. cool, and it just went away. It's like three days later, and then I looked at, you know, it says, yeah, the hot water, whatever, clears it out. And then I got this email from my friend, like two pages. Okay, when you have a cold, you take uh, two tablespoons of vitamin C, wash it down with a D, then you do this. But it was so <laughs> complicated, and I'm head. thinking like. I think the reason the hot tub worked for me is because I said it works for me. Yeah. And, and all that, all those other formulas, it's kind of reminds me of the conversation we had about being a vegetarian, but it kind of, it, things work for you if you say they're going to work for you. Right. Like right. we really do live in this world of our creation. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of fun because it's like, right. it gets back to the choosing, you know, how am I going to choose to be with this cold? Right. You know, I could write, I could enjoy the cold and relax. I mean, there's so many different choices we get to make as to how we're going to be with something. And I think, you know, the realm of choices get really interesting when we, when we have this relationship within our inner being and we're willing to stop and say, okay, I'm going to, you know, allow source to speak to me, um, not just tell it what I needed to hear, mm-hmm. what I need to hear, you know, really start to mature this relationship with source where we say, ah, let's see if I'm quiet here for a moment, what kind of inspiration I get from, from a higher knowing. It's almost like allowing that door to be opened because in you know in the circumstance I had with this email that that upset me I was you know I know enough to stand back take a breath and I was flooded with this compassion and love 
that happens when we realize that somebody has put their well-being outside of themselves. Mm-hmm. And how and painful how, that is. Yeah, How painful that is. And have been there, done that. I mean, I understand what that feels like. But I really saw as I stepped back and got through the eyes of source and didn't freak out. I mean, I had my freak out. I let that go. But it was like I was flooded with this compassion and knowing. And then my response could be one of compassion and knowing, which is what Jesus always did. Yeah, You know, it was this compassion and knowing, well, not always, he did get kind of angry in the like money changer area, but <laughs> he did have his out of the But work. again, it reminds me years ago, I took this um, workshop and the guy was talking about how you know, there's times when you want to be angry, but not like the anger has you. Yeah. But, and I like, sometimes I'll choose that voice and it's really fun because it's yeah. not like it's out of control anger. It's more yes. like, this is a time where I really need to speak up. Or I need to communicate this powerfully. Right. And it's fun. Well, and what's so interesting about this is whether it's little stuff like my car broke down or the big stuff, a diagnosis, you know, mm-hmm. whatever it means, this still applies. And that's what I love about these laws and about this spiritual knowing is it applies both to the minutia and the little day-to-day stuff. And it applies to the big, quote unquote, life-changing events in our world. You know, we can apply this knowing that that something, you know, there's a pony in there somewhere, even in the most tragic circumstances, and that we have to reserve judgment as to whether this is right or wrong. I think we spend so much time trying to put this in the right pile or the wrong pile. Right. Or am I doing it right or not? You know, it kind of reminds me, too, when you were saying the source, I think sometimes, I think this is a really interesting thing when you said we can allow it to speak to us. Yeah. You know, and so I was thinking, like, getting back to this cold thing, a lot of times I'll be like, what should I do now? What's the guidance? But again, that's like the outside source instead of claiming it. Like, I love that knowing, like you say, what do I know? What do I know about my health? What do I know about my well-being? It's like really owning that instead yeah. of thinking that the answers are going to come from outside us. Yes. We really yes. do know what's for our highest and best good, but we have to acknowledge it. Yes. And receive and here, it. And then we can let it be. Now, here's the other thing that I think is really interesting, and, I, and I've been so much a student of this lately as we've been talking about um you know, disease and, and pushing against. And, you know, as, as we were talking about my beautiful friend, Tammy, who made her transition uh, with, with cancer and Steve Jobs and, you know, this idea that it's not enough just to, um, to not freak out. The second part of this is to truly let it be. Now, that sounds antithetical in a way because this idea of fighting something, mm-hmm. you want to fight it, you want to fight that cold. Right. You're gonna, I'm going to win. Battle. I'm going to win. <laughs> you're going to win your battle with cancer. Yes. You're going to you're going to fight that cheating spouse. You're going to put, you know, you're in the right. They're in the wrong. And I think all this pushing against it, it occurred to me that there is a deep allowing of what is unwanted. That it, that is a, another newer, deeper level of the Abraham work, and 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 I and I'm trying to go there with tiptoes because it feels I'm not quite on solid ground yet. But I, there's something so intriguing here, because we've been in the past, um, and this remember people, this work is always going deeper. It's never going to be the same. You're never going to hear us on this show saying the exact same thing all the time. It's going to change. It's going to morph. But the absolute knowing is still there. That the larger truth is still holding. But but the kind of details of it, that it is not only not pushing against it, but it is allowing it. Right. But I think that, I think that fear comes up is when we don't really trust that it's leading us somewhere else. And then if we, 
if we don't push against it, we're going to be stuck with it. Yes. It's like that lack of trust. It's really similar to what you're saying about the Jesus, the reason he could be with people because he knew a bigger truth. Yeah. We're not going to be stuck with something that we don't want. We don't have to be afraid of it. It's moving through. And that's a false premise we really have to call to task and wake ourselves up from that Mm -hmm. thinking that if you don't fight it, it's going to fight you or it's going to overtake you. It's quite the opposite. And it's a deeper understanding of the concept of surrender. It is not about laying down, I'm going to, okay, because the concept of surrender in my Christian, my earlier Christian understanding was, I'm going to sacrifice myself. Right, suck it up. (laughs) I'm going to lay on the sword and sacrifice myself for the, because I am martyr. Yes. You know, and and what I'm understanding in my, my understanding of spirituality today is that a surrender is a deeper knowing that all is well and that there is an expansion going even in the most tumultuous planet, place on the planet. That there is something happening that my eyes may not be privy to, but I have a faith. Mm-hmm. Faith. That's, that rests. And so I don't rests. need to battle with it. That I don't need to battle. And what's interesting is in that releasing of the struggle, haha, that's when the answer comes. It's not like we don't have to take action. It's not like we don't need to get in there and do something. But it is amazing how we can relax in the broader knowing and then inner being, infinite wisdom has access to us and it can deliver the answer. Yes. And it shows up as inspired action, not running around in circle action. Yes. Well, with that, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Everyday Attraction with Janice and Ray. When we come back, we're going to get into um, a bit more specifics about some you know, pretty contrasty stuff and how to stand in our broader knowing. Oh, people, not only are we not freaking out today, we are going to know that all is truly well and begin to see that the world is unfolding in some crazy perfection. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Our goal at Unity Online Radio is to continue expanding our spiritual programming and growing our listening audience. To help us become an ever stronger voice in today's world, we ask for your support. Please visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you. Oprah Winfrey says that Eric Butterworth's book, Discover the Power Within You, changed her perspective on life and religion. Maya Angelou quotes Emily Cady's Lessons in Truth as she recalls her own spiritual awakening. What do these books have in common? They are Unity Classics. Join Rev. Laura Beth Gilbreth, Minister of Unity Transformation, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, for Hooked on Classics, exploring Unity's classic books. Each month, you'll be able to follow along and contribute your thoughts, questions, and ideas as we examine a different classic Unity book. From Charles and Myrtle Fillmore to Eric Butterworth, Emily Cady, and beyond, experience the foundational teachings of Unity. Hooked on Classics, exploring Unity's classic books. Thursdays on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. We 
now return to Everyday Attraction and the Metaphysical Porch with your spiritual neighbor, Ray Zander. Have a sit, get something to sip, and let's get real. Spiritual. Welcome back. You're listening to Everyday Attraction on Unity Online Radio at unity.fm. We also want to give a shout out to our online radio.com peeps. And, uh, and on Stitcher, which has been my favorite way uh, to engage uh, metaphysical uh, shows. And, and I'm a fan of our show. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favorite shows. <laughs> you know what's funny? I don't know if you've ever You're done so this You're so funny. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes I'll listen to our show. Mm-hmm. And, and it's funny. It's almost like it's not me talking because I'll learn stuff that I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny how that is. I love that. So, but what we were talking about before the break was this understanding of our our deeper walk with our inner being so that when big, fat, ugly manifestations have their way, and they will, and it doesn't mean that you are not in a spiritual relationship with God. It doesn't mean that you're bad. It doesn't mean that you have way, you know, gone astray. Contrast is going to happen and we have to accept that there is a larger knowing that is unfolding and that, you know, it doesn't need to be explained in the moment. But how do we not freak out? Now, in this situation that that we're talking about came upon a, a recent Abraham workshop where the ante was pretty high. Wouldn't you say, Janice, in this situation with the woman and her son? Um, yeah, well... See, oh, I like this. See, it didn't I, feel very high to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. That's the perfect answer. The circumstance was, and again, this was from a, a recent Abraham workshop, which we highly encourage you to go get the full workshop at abraham-hicks.com. We're just going to play you a little teeny little teaser snippet here, but go deeper into what's happening. The circumstance is a, a woman has a seven-year-old child with um, eczema. And the child is, you know, obviously both wanting to have healthy skin and, you know, want the world to be happy. I'm going to play just a little bit of this track and give us an opportunity to talk more specifically about what's happening and how we can use this and apply it to our own lives. Here we go. Hold on. Okay. My child, he's seven years old and on his birthday, I asked him to make a wish. And he says, my wish is for all the world to be happy and to get rid of all this itchiness because he has eczema all over his skin and also some breathing difficulties. And I want to help him how to make him feel better. I don't want to be always at the doctor. All right, so we have an answer for him and we have an answer for you. Okay. And his question or his desire for the whole world to be happy, (laughs) his work is to notice as little the unhappiness as he can and look for the happiness that is around and in doing so two things happen two important things he aligns with happy which means the universe shows him more and more of that so he has to really go looking for trouble to find it once you tune into happiness it shows itself mostly to you but the other thing that happens is in his now newfound belief that the world is happy he adds to the creation of that And we would also like to say to him, and sometimes people say, well, he's too little to get this. And sometimes we say, he's just young enough to be able to get this. And we would say that of this one. He's still young enough to be able to get this. 
the most powerful thing that is coming out of this seminar today or maybe seminar ever. In other words, this is an important thing to acknowledge. When you get so focused on what makes you feel good that unhappiness is rare for you. You tune yourself to the frequency that perpetuates more and more of that. And in letting go of that discomfort, everything about his uh, skin will come into alignment. It's the same subject. Looking at what is not wanted keeps it coming. So for you, it's more difficult, isn't it? It's difficult to look at physical evidence of something that is itching and irritating and not notice it. And it makes you want to do things about it. So the question that we have for you is, do you think that your inner being is looking at the eczema? Do you think that your inner being is looking at the skin irregularity on your child? Do you, what do you think? I guess it is, because if it, had, if it isn't, then... Well, his... what do you think? Well, then prepare to be surprised. <laughs> your inner being and his inner being are looking at it, just not feeling any discomfort in it. Because it's just the beginning of the journey. In other words, and that's the difference. That's the peace. That's the peace. In other words, your inner being is looking at the okayness of it, the, the value of it, the desire that's born out of it, the, the clarity, the value of the contrast. So your inner being has this accepting things, whether it's the trauma of the world or the trauma of the skin on a little boy's body. It's the same. Your inner being sees it but doesn't freak out. You know what I mean? And but when you see it and and use it as a something's wrong, I need to do something different. Now you're using it against you, rather than accepting the value of it. So we have to ask all of you some questions: Is there value in choice, or do you just want lime jello? You want any jello? In other words, don't don't you want a buffet? Don't you want? Variety in no matter what the subject is, don't you want variety and don't you want to be able to choose? And doesn't the more the variety that is present for you to observe, <coughs> doesn't make for a potentially more uniquely satisfying creative experience for you? And let's stop there. So much said. <coughs> so much said. And I, you know, What's so interesting about that segment, and there's so much going on there, but the initial part of it, you know, is, is truly understanding the laws of manifestation and the laws uh, of attraction, is that you can't keep looking at something not wanted and not keep it coming. So, yeah, you know. but you know, what I think it's interesting, like when, when the boy first says that, she says, oh, he wants everybody to be happy. It sounds like such a wonderful thing. Like, oh, I have such a wonderful son. He cares so much about the happiness of the world. And I think that's that's kind of the rub there where we're so trained to folk have empathy or focus that we don't realize that we're actually being part of the problem. Yeah. It's exactly. like we're being good people. Like, oh, I'm so worried about you. I'm so concerned for you. In a way that just keeps it going. We kind of have to you kind of have to make a decision about where you want to live from. Yes. Yeah, and really, because it's not. Sometimes it's not. 
popular. It doesn't sound, yay, you're such a nice person. You care so much about my suffering. Right. You know, right. if you're going to be able, if you're going to see beyond it, you have to kind of give up that I'm in agreement with you and I, I feel your pain. And I mean, you know what I mean? It doesn't sound nice, but in a way, you kind of, you can't straddle both of those. You can't yeah. be in both worlds. You can't be in, oh, I agree, your situation is really, really horrible, and be able to hold the high watch with someone. Well, that's, you know, that that kind of opens up this whole Pandora's box of really deciding how we're going to be in the world. You know, are we going to be in the world with this broader knowing, or are we going to play it small? And it doesn't mean we don't kind of move back and forth, but it's a real claiming of the fact that it's not about everybody being happy, mm-hmm. but it is about our ability to see that wherever anyone is, is the divine point of expansion for them. Right. And it doesn't mean that we don't love them. Or care. And yes. But it's like, I'm not going to build that case with you. Right. Because I don't know why this is happening to you. And I can't explain it even with my deep understanding of the law of attraction. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know why this has unfolded in the perfect way. I mean, I I can tell you what the elements are and I can tell you where, you know, it probably came from, but I am not going to to rob you of your journey in coming to the same conclusion that I've come to is that no matter what's going on, there's a broader knowing of unfolding on this beautiful planet and that we came here for the ride, as they say, Mm -hmm. and that there is no such thing as death and that there is no such thing as an end, that we are eternal beings moving in and out of this energy. You know, I've been listening to Brian Greene lately. He is that PBS guy that uh, wrote the book, um, The Intelligent, The Elegant Universe. You know him? No. Oh, my God. He's like this amazing quantum physicist, scientist. Most of the stuff goes well over my head, but I do catch here and there. But he was really talking about the fact that we have to keep remembering that we are in this energy field and we are reacting and interacting with other energy fields, you know, and that there are things happening that are so beyond our comprehension, but that we have just, you know, a tip of the iceberg knowing that there is there is so much more than what we see or yeah. hear. Or I like hear. that, though. Like, sometimes I think on this path, it's like we think we expect ourselves to figure everything out. Oh, I know where that came from, and I know the cause, and I, we don't. I mean, yeah, there's so it, much going on that we have no clue. And I say get out of that game. Mm-hmm. You know, if, you, if you've got a financial condition, I, the last thing we want you to do is sit down and go, how did I get here? Mm-hmm. Clunk, 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 clunk. Well, I had a little, uh, I mean, talk about dumpster diving. It's just not the way out. The way out is to, as you know, we're, again, we're talking about Jesus, embrace the reality. Don't freak out about it, but then move on. Mm-hmm. You and, know? Ter- and turn toward source. Like yes. take your eyes away from the relative, away from the circumstances and tor- turn toward God, truth, higher being whatever you want to call it. But it's the invisible, that invisible energy and power of all good. That's where abundance lies. And it is in that knowing. And what I love about that sort of breakthrough moment that happened on that workshop, and I, I just had to take my breath because Abraham had said, do you think her inner being, the mother, is looking at this child's eczema and the whole audience, I don't know if you all could hear it, but the whole audience went, no, (laughs) right? Because we've been trained to think, oh, inner being never looks at that, Mm -hmm. you know, but this more refined information that we're getting from these teachers is that yes, 
it sees it. It knows our reality. It is not living in a feathered nest. It understands, but it has no discomfort about it. Right. It accepts it. Woo! It journeys into the one, the okayness of it. I love, this is like my favorite new phrase. I mean, the okayness. I know it's not a word, but I love it. <laughs> I want to reach that place of my okayness yes. with this. You know, that there is a broader desire here. And that there is a clarity here, even in the midst of the seeming disease as it's expressing itself. Oh, I want to participate in that world where I can behold my fellow man and not be turning away from his suffering, but embracing that and knowing that there is more. Mm -hmm. That there is something happening that we can trust. And I think a big piece to what you're saying is the accepting it. Because before it was the... I just won't look. I'll turn away. No, you're not sick. You're not sick. I don't want to have this conversation with you. You're not. It's not about that. It's like, yes, you know, I see the discomfort. I understand, you know, but it's like it's bigger. There's something else going on. But I think it's huge not to ignore, so-called ignore the problem. You are so right. And I really want to slow this down because you're, you just broke open a huge thing. There was, you know, in the 70s, a lot of metaphysical teachers who knew these laws and were trying to work with them, but they were also ended up dying of really some pretty intense diseases. And there has been some research about, well, did they really know what they were doing or did they really understand their laws? And even we have teachers today, great, awesome, aligned teachers. And I can name a few who have come up against quote unquote diseases and the kind of metaphysical a little bit of a, a 1.0. Now we're moving to 2.0. The 1.0 was ignore it. It's not happening. Mm-hmm. It's not happening. Mm-hmm. Act as if it's not happening. And it'll go away. <laughs> and it'll go away. And that's not what the message really was at the deeper absoluteness of it. The message was embrace it. Let it be. Yes. Allow it. Don't because I think what happened is because they ended up tripping themselves over into the non-physical again because there was a resistance in trying to ignore what is. Yes. Yeah. You know, and I can really see that. Um, now I'm not gonna again sit here and tell you why people decide to move over to non-physical. I, you know, I just I'm not gonna go there. But I do can I can see that if you push against it or ignore it or run for it or claim that it isn't there or pretend, you know, that it is going to eventually be the resistance that might trip you over. Yes. Well, that whole thing, what we push against, what we, you know, what you resist persists. It grows because we're giving it energy by pushing against it. Right. Instead of like embracing it, allowing it, and then taking the journey. Like, wow, I don't know where this, like all of a sudden we're visiting doctors here or who knows, but it's all part of the journey. God works through everyone and everything. Yeah. There's no place where God is not. And we have, you know, we've been getting a lot of emails, not a lot, a couple tripling in here, because I think most of you get the bigger, bigger knowing here. We've been getting some emails about Jerry's condition. You know, many of you who are involved in the Abraham Hicks understanding of uh, get their emails and you're involved in their workshops, you know that, you know, there's been some physical challenges that he's been going through. And there has been sort of a, a small percentage of people who said, well, maybe this isn't working. You know, maybe he doesn't. know. <laughs> and I kind of laugh at that. I was like, Really? really i mean do you think just because you're you know that you get out of the contrast just because you understand the laws of the universe it's not it's not what your inner being is involved in that contrast Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's new information that they're telling us is that your inner being is allowing or wanting you to experience something. Right. There's nothing wrong here. Take There's note. no problem. <laughs> There's nothing to run from. And in that relaxing and knowing, then it has to shift. And as Abraham said, the eczema for this little boy in this scenario will go away when he stops needing to have anything change. Mm-hmm. And make the world happy. Yeah, but you know what I always think about, like when I think of, you know, like people be like, "Oh, my knees are hurt." Oh, like the whole process of aging. Like somehow we're not supposed to age. But I remember seeing this video years ago about this puppy. I mean, this dog was like bouncing off the ceiling, you know, bounce, 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 and then looking at the dog in in person. You know, this we're looking at old film or whatever, and the dog was just laying there, barely moving, because it was an old dog. You know, it's like, like, what is wrong with that? You know, there's a natural process to life. You know, when we're old, we're not doing what we were doing when we were 10 years old. Yeah. You know, it's like, what's wrong with that? Let it be. Yeah. We don't want to do the same things. It's like, it's all so perfect. That's what I've noticed about my life too. If, if I really just be with it, it's so perfect because it is, I don't really want it to be different from what right. it, I don't want to be 20 years old again. <laughs> well, also, I think there is this idea, too, that once you understand the law of attraction, that suddenly um, you won't have any contrast, you know, like you won't. And, and definitely you will attract probably different kind of contrast because now, you know, the source is involved with you and you're working with it and it's going to give you some really interesting rides. But if you are, a, if you have big desires, there may be some big contrast. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that doesn't mean we're working outside the law or we don't understand it or it doesn't work mm-hmm. or it isn't right. I mean, I really think we have to stop and understand why we came. Right. Well, with that, and, I've always noticed working with people, um, people in their money that a lot of times with pe- people who have really big dreams and desires have really big debt just because they haven't, <laughs> they haven't stabilized that. You know what I mean? They haven't worked with it where it's like... <laughs> The desire is so big and the expansiveness is so big, but the consciousness hasn't really caught up with it to hold it. Right. So nothing's out of order. This is the journey. No, it's absolutely part of the process. Right. But if we say, oh my God, it shouldn't look like this. I'm a failure. Well, then you kind of start cutting it off prematurely instead of, ah, this is the process. (laughs) This is interesting stuff. It doesn't have to be, but it, it, you know, a lot of times that's what it looks like. Yes. So in the midst of the muck, we know what to do. And we need to, we know how to claim it and we know how to relax with it. And we, and we have this broader knowing that then let's talk about what happens when we start to allow what is um, to be part of the journey. We're going to take a quick break, but when Janice and I come back, we'll give you some just really poignant ways to allow the conversation with your inner being to be of a richness that movement and progression and expansion is really the call of the day. Stay tuned. You're listening to Everyday Attraction. We'll be right back after this break. Does music open your heart and bring you peace and joy? Experience the sacredness of sound with Ramdesh Kaur as we travel the world of mantra, kundalini yoga, and devotional music. Join us for a journey into spirit, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern, on Spirit Voyage Radio with Ramdesh. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. 
been listening to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. To learn more, become a fan of our Facebook page, search for Everyday Attraction, or email us at everydayattraction at unity.fm. Your comments and participation are sincerely welcome. Welcome back. We are having a really, I think, leading edge bleeding edge show this week with just don't freak out (laughs) understanding that things are always moving toward expansion and that sometimes uh, with our big desires comes big contrast and yet when we release and allow the circumstance to be what it is and allow the universe to give us the information that it's wanting to give us with this circumstance what I think so interesting is that the shift of the manifestation can happen very quickly because the quote unquote solution or I wouldn't even call it the solution, the expansion point, once it's received, the physical manifestation has to go away because remember the physical manifestation was only showing up as a way to engage a point of expansion. Can I get a hallelujah? Hallelujah. (laughs) (laughs) The only reason that you're hitting contrast is because there is a point of expansion right there for you. Your biggest problem is your biggest opportunity for expansion. Right. So there's purpose in the contrast. Mm. It is where God lives. Yes. Right there calling you. The more emotion that we have toward a certain circumstance, the more a negative emotion, the more positive knowing is right behind. Well, Because that- otherwise we wouldn't be like nothing. We wouldn't care. Of course. I mean, we'd be like whatever. But if someone says a comment, it's like, oh my. Painful. Why is it so painful? Yeah. There's something there. There's juice there, people. And you know what I, I've been loving, and I know that we, you know, we talk about this offline too, is that right when I'm wanting to learn something, like I learn something at sort of a cursory intellectual level, like, aha, <laughs> get an aha. But then source is going to deepen that knowing through the circumstance of my life. And I really watch it happen. You know, like I've, I've been focusing because of the show on, you know, this concept of don't freak out when you get triggered or when something happens. And I've had this opportunity to really work it this week, specifically when things happen that in the past would have really gripped me. I go, okay, walk that talk, chickadee, <laughs> you know, chickadee. chickadee. And then when I'm through the other side of it, I have such a deeper knowing of that concept that's beyond words. Mm-hmm. You know, it's gotten into my DNA. Yes. You know, yeah. it's like, Oh yeah, I'm going to I'm going to align with source on this and I'm going to listen. Yeah. But there it gets back to that thing there really is a difference between intellectual understanding and spiritual understanding. Amen. And I love that shift because we do we get everything into I don't know if everything, but typically we get things intellectually first and it's exciting because we're like, wow, this is cool. But then when we start to integrate it in ourselves and actually start to really acknowledge the knowing that we have around it, it's an even deeper level of it lives within us now which is so fun and then what i feel like it can do is it can help to clear out some of those limiting beliefs that might have had momentum with me it it helps to heal maybe is the right not the right word but it it allows a sort of clearing of some of those old limiting beliefs that have been sort of dormant running around in me it just wishes them out yeah i like what you were saying earlier about the um about the time how it's really not about time yeah. Because it's the shift in consciousness, which is outside of time. And like you say, it can't. It reminds me when two people are dancing, if one person stops the dance, the dance is over. 
So when we stop engaging in that, it's, it's, I mean, the physical plane may take a while to clear up, like the kid's skin may take a while to go away, but, but it doesn't matter because once you have that shift in consciousness, it really is a whole new reality. It's gone. It's gone. And And so what if the physical takes a little while to clean up? It doesn't matter because you know, it's gone. And when you know that, and we've talked about this before, and our friend Frank Butterfield has talked about this. Oh, no, actually, I don't think it was Frank. It was actually Bashar. Another channel had said, you know, don't get fooled by the echo. You oh, know, yeah. You, like that. Yeah, when you've cleaned something up on the vibration, you've, you've, you've got the expansion point. Mm-hmm. And because you've got the expansion point, the physical is going to work itself out. Sometimes spontaneously, don't let that go. It could happen. Mm-hmm could happen spontaneously but most of the time there's some echoing where the physical because it has a certain momentum might call itself uh, true again but you don't get fooled by it it's just an echo of the old that which has already moved on it's and not- it really is a practice to not get fooled by the echo yeah because it's easy oh nothing's changing in my life it's still like if we keep looking at the circumstances nothing's changing this doesn't work right you have to kind of feel it on a deeper level where it feels different to me you can, and you can really get this when you're, if you're dealing with financial issues, because let's say you get the expansion point, you get the, okay, uh-huh, uh-huh. and you're creative. excited. You could feel your energy. You could feel the opening. Like, yeah. And, ah, then, ah. yeah. and then you get like a credit card company calling yeah. you for a debt that you had thought was done, mm-hmm. you know, and you're like, what the yeah. WTF? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know I already cleared that. And then you start to question whether you got the expansion point. And, and it's now. so easy to get thrown back into it. It really does take discipline. Yeah. To, and, and ownership. Like, call out that. the echo, people. Yeah. Call out the echo. Yeah, that I will is not. an echo. I yeah. get this. I see it. I know. I know. I am, yeah. I have moved yeah. through another understanding. And, you know, I, I think I, I just so love my Christian upbringing and my 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 real, I, you know, I grew up in, in a really evangelical church. And what I take from that, and I so adore that I came from that place, is this energy of standing. I will claim. That you are an echo. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's this, I know it's my, you know, a grandfather preacher. preacher, my Baptist preacher that comes out of me who I adore. It's like, I will stand in that energy. I will claim it. And I get it from Michael Beckwith sometimes too, that, that energy of sort of like, you must stand in the knowing. Yes. And call it back. I mean, it's like this whole Moses on the rock or whatever. It's just like this really energy of, you're going to have to decide at some point um, that you're going to call it gone done, mm-hmm. incomplete. And but in that knowing you pull your, your attention away from it. But I wanted to get back to a, another point in the, in the workshop that we just listened to about, you know, Abraham kind of waxing on about, you came here for choice. You came here for a buffet. You know, you came here to whack out some interesting scenarios. You came here to bump up against situations and people and places and things. And, you know, I, I think sometimes we forget that. Yes. Well, and then we judge it as wrong. There's something wrong here. And then we, I think we turn it in on ourselves and say, I must be wrong. Right. Or we look at other people who are quote unquote spiritual when they come up against physical things and we go, aha, not Mm -hmm. so spiritual now. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Which is so wrong. I mean, it's just not understanding the larger knowing that in the midst of that, that person is calling more fully their God presence. Well, and also I think this journey is so personal. Like no one could ever say what's going on with you. Nobody's inside of your mind or your consciousness. It's such a personal journey. Like we know if there's growth, like a lot of times I'll feel really good about something and thinking like, wow, but it looks really messy on the outside, but yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Cause I right. at the lesson or, or whatever, I saw something I didn't see before and 
Well, there's a false premise in there, again, that says that manifest world and spirit world are separate. You know, and Abraham keeps calling us to that task of stop, you know, just just stop trying to say that somehow materialism or the material is any less godless than the spirit and that it's all one. And so to call something lacking is really not understanding that larger knowing that even in the, you know, the manifestation of lack, there is God consciousness. Yes. And there is abundance. Yeah. Yeah. I can't get it wrong. Can't get it wrong, people. Yeah. Can't get it wrong because there's no end. <laughs> <laughs> it's just going to go on. So relax. Yeah. <laughs> Take a breath. Well, it always reminds me of the thing you always say to me when I get upset. Oh, that's just because you care what other people think about you. <laughs> yeah, it always works. But I think that? it's true. If you pull your energy and your focus back in, there is nothing wrong. There is A nothing. lot of times what's wrong is our perception of what people are thinking or saying or seeing. or. Yeah, we're having more conversations with the external world mm-hmm. than with the world and yet we have to know um, that there isn't a line there that there's choices happening again that there's choices where if I claim to listen to the outside world as my benchmark for how I feel I'm just not using all the power that I have mm-hmm. from the non-physical it doesn't mean I'm wrong it's just I'm not firing on all jets yeah you know and and life is more fun when you fire on all jets Yes, because in the midst of contrast, as Abraham has said before, when you can find your alignment, when you can surf that wave and find your balance, they said over and over again, that's better than sitting on the beach your whole life. (laughs) That's better than winning the lottery and drinking tequila. It really is better. It's better to be in the midst of it, to be in the midst of the wave, a bigger wave than you could have ever conjured yourself. And you say to yourself, there's no way I could have got myself into this. And you're right. There is a larger (laughs) Getting yourself into that's happened. Oh, I like that thought. Yeah, <laughs> but mean, it reminds me of that conversation we were having before too, before the call about the responsibility. Yeah. Like what, what part is mine then? It's like, right. okay, you mean I could just deny that I had anything to do with this? I just kind of got into this big mess and I had nothing to do with it. That doesn't feel right. But yet I kind of like the idea of, you know, like in the Bible, all everything is working together for our good. Yeah. I like that because it's like, I don't know I don't why this is happening, or but if there's right. something going on, it's actually for my good. I don't have to know how I got here. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to dumpster dive to figure out. But why. I think the worst thing that can happen to us is we stall out. Yes. You know, that's the torture, is we just kind of stall out on the sidelines feeling powerless. Yeah, that's when we really start to suffer. You know, I want to go back to the word responsibility because I've really been loving what Abraham has been saying in some of the recent workshops. And, and I got to tell you, if you're not on the mailing list for the monthly workshops, just go to abraham-hicks.com. It's like 15 bucks a month and they're going to give you the best of of every workshop. It is so worth it. It's probably the best $15 you will ever, ever, ever spend. But when they just recently were talking at a workshop and I believe it was Denver or Chicago, I get them mixed up, but they were talking about the word responsibility and that really the true meaning of responsibility is the ability to respond from alignment. Let's, let's really, let's break that down. So it's not responsibility. It's the ability to respond from alignment. That oh, is I like that. You know, I didn't hear that before because I, I, I was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard that, you know, a million times. Responsibility is the ability to respond. Yeah. But this time I heard from alignment. From alignment. That's what makes it interesting. <laughs> yes. From alignment. Because it's like, oh, I'm responsible, you know, 
but we may respond from fear, but right. from alignment is different. Well, that's your choice. Mm-hmm. Therein lies the fabulous freedom of choice that we have. But coming from fear, we're not really being responsible, even though we may think we're being responsible. We are not taking the ability to respond from alignment in anger. Yes. We have, we have basically acquiesced. Yeah. I am powerless over this anger. Right. I'm powerless over these emotions. But what they're saying is when you claim your ability to respond from alignment in every circumstance, then the powers of the non-physical world, the powers and the wisdom of the universes can flood into you with support and knowing and information and even circumstances that will support that alignment. See, it's those, it's like the, it's, it's that, you know, flooding of support that comes in when we claim that ability to respond from alignment, because now there's a vibrational match mm. available. Yeah. Channels are open. <laughs> Floodgates yeah. are open. <laughs> And you're going to get not only people, places, circumstances, ideas coming to you that would never happen if you're on the side of the road claiming bewilderment. You know, it's never going to that kind of information, that ability to move through to the next expansion point, which is really, really what we want, only comes when we claim that ability to respond from alignment and then watch you know, let the universe do its thing. Um, I, you know, we keep saying more and more, we're coming to this conclusion that there's just really not a lot to do. Yes. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that it's just not, you know, even goals are kind of cute, you know, like, oh, yeah, I guess that's kind of cute. Yeah. <laughs> but I think the thing with goals is it, it, it could, maybe it just needs to be reframed a little bit. It's yeah. like, what's the inspiration I'm sensing here? What's the inspiration I'm feeling? Cause goals always reminds me of something that's missing that we have to fix. Yeah. You know, my goal is to lose X amount of pounds or save X amount of money, or it just feels like I have to fix this problem that I have and then my life will be great. Yeah. Which is not really a dancing with the universe. It's more like right. putting out fires. I was recently inspired this week by someone who said something that really caught my attention and it was in the context of business. He said, I really don't like the word budget. I like the word investment. So it's not like what my budget is, which talks a lot about my lack of shrinking and, yeah. and survival. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. this word investment. What's my investment? Mm. Ooh, I like and that. it really flipped my kind of consciousness in both, you know, in my, in my work world and in my personal world. What am I investing in? Right. Well, you know, it's interesting. When I think of the word budget, I think of constriction. And when I look, think of the word investment, I think of growth. Yes. You know, one constricting, one expanding. Well, the same thing with goals. I think you can look at goals and look at responsibility and difficulty and challenge and time and you kind of get it all mucked up. But if you can flip that around to say, you know, I'm going to allow sort of the greatest good to be available mm-hmm. to me and I know that it, it does, that gets interesting. Mm-hmm. Because now what you're accomplishing has gone beyond even your limited scope of knowing what's possible. Yes. You know, you kind of stop trying to make it happen. But being in a clear discipleship and discipline to getting, you know, in alignment and checking in with yourself and and being clear about what you're choosing to feel about circumstances. Because what we choose to feel is, is, is a pocket of energy that then turns around and motivates our behaviors, our speech, our actions. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I like that pocket of energy. It is a pocket, as, I, as my friend Brian <laughs> Green would say. He would talk about the fact that thought is a pocket of energy. Mm-hmm. And if you are not aware of what that energy is doing, it'll just spit out in all kinds of lovely places, which is not what we want to do. 
So we want to direct those energies so that they, they are to, uh, to be more fruitful and more fun. Mm-hmm. Here's the S word that I really love. More fun. <laughs> well, believe it or not, we've come to the end of another scrumptious hour here on Everyday Attraction. Thank you, Janice, as always, Thank for you. being willing to be on this leading edge uh, with us and, and just exploring. So have a great week. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to Everyday Attraction, and we just want to say thank you again for for listening to the show. And we do want to give a heartfelt um, shout-out to our sponsor. We, we've gotten such great responses from Send Out Cards, and our sponsor is sendoutcards.com forward slash attraction. And coming up on the holidays, people, this is the most awesome way for you to reach out to friends and family and send them a card in the mail that you design online for less than a dollar a card and you can customize it put your kids pictures on there and it is so cheap to do i hope that you take advantage of this service let people know that you are appreciating them you know use the holidays as an opportunity to remind people how much that they mean to you so go to sendoutcards.com forward slash attraction you can send a couple cards for free we set that up for you and if you like it you can just keep going and appreciating So we have, as we end today's show, a Law of Attraction card reading, and we encourage you to go to abraham-hicks.com and get a card deck for yourself and carry it around in your car, in your purse. I go nowhere without these. But until then, enjoy this reading from our friend Charcel. All is truly well, unless you have other plans. Take care. Hello, welcome to the Law of Attraction and Money card reading. I do not need to have money to attract money. You do not have to have money to attract money, but you cannot feel poor and attract money. The key is you have to find ways of improving the way you feel from right where you stand before things can begin to change. By softening your attention to the things that are going wrong and by beginning to tell stories that lean more in the direction of what you want instead of in the direction of what is currently happening. Your vibration will shift, your point of attraction will shift, and you will get different results. You do not need to have money to attract money. This is Charcel reminding you that like attracts like and that today is sunny with fabulous abundant possibilities. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. Join Ray every Friday at noon Central Time on Unity Online Radio for more ways to align with your source and start living the life you intended to live. Everyday Attraction is sponsored by Send Out Cards. Go to www.sendoutcards.com attraction and mail a free card that you personalize to someone you appreciate. Don't wait. Act on your promptings to appreciate today at www.sendoutcards.com slash attraction. Everyday Attraction is recorded live every Thursday at noon Pacific Time on Align Radio, alignradio.com.